The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2019, season 15, episode number 69. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start. It's the bye week. So we're going to do some big picture stuff pretty much all week this week. Today we're going to focus in on the offense. Um, what I'm going to do is we're going to go through every single player that has a role on this offense that plays decent time. Um, we're going to talk about expectations. We're going to talk about whether they are above expectations, below expectations, or right at expectations of where you thought they were going into the season compared to where they are seven games into the season. How's everybody doing today? Great. Good. So good. See some problems with this. Really great. You, you see some problems with what? This, uh, the premise of your game. Because oh my expectations and Dave's expectations and your expectations may yeah. not be so. Well, that's, that's the point of the we game. We can all chime in. Honestly, right now. that's the point of the game is because I, I want to know not only how they're playing, but how they're playing relative to what you thought they would right. be when we went into the season. And this this comes it stems all the way back to the difference that Dave and I have with grading players with about grading on a curve because it's like whether or not you thought they would be great or not is he still good yeah you know is is like is Amari Cooper like still having a good year or you know but here's why it's important the reason why it's important in my opinion is because if the if the team went into the season and they expected this player to be mm-hmm. at the mid level and they expected this play, player to be great. Then they factor all that into how they build a team, right? Oh, the team. Now, now, the, now we're on the team's expectations. I was going to no, say yes, yes, but I'm, 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 I'm talking <laughs> about it. Okay. But you get my point, though. And because of that, then if a player is meeting expectations, then that means for the overall team and how they composite, how they built the team, they feel like okay, we're getting what we need out of the different players we're getting. If you got too many guys falling below expectations, whether those expectations were high or middle, middle or low then that's when you run into problems gotcha. because what you built isn't performing as it should. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm talking to a lawyer. But, yeah. I did just, uh, <laughs> you, do you understand what I was saying? It makes sense. Okay, good. Perfect. I just, I'm just i sitting here. I'm doing the math in my yeah. head already. Like, okay, above, above, maybe below, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how does that jive with the fact that the team's 4-3 and three and lost to the Jets? Because that's not where I thought they'd be. Well, Thursday... I'm glad you teed that up because okay. Thursday we'll tee get it up into for the, Thursday. We will get hey. into the big overall of where they are as a team. That is relative to where they I can't been. like this is this this is a multi-year trend where like I start asking the questions that Derek is trying to save for <laughs> that's just what I do. He just kills my shows. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Hey, well, show. let's just say this though. That was a really bad loss until last night. And then it was just an unbelievable a a loss. Yeah. Have you, terrible loss. They beat the Eagles. It was great. And that's, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. Is like, how good should you feel about that? And you're allowed to feel good about it. It's a division rival. They beat them really bad. They're above 500 on top of the division. All that good stuff. But, man, it was hard to turn that on and watch it. And not, and I mean, it stung. You're sitting like this team is trash. They're they're awful. And even I mean, oh, Sam Darnold's back. Maybe they'll be good. Nope. Turns out all you got to do is blitz him even a little bit, and he falls apart. Terrible. Yep. How yep. did they lose that game? 
That's what we. That's the, the crazy part because it did. It was a bus kill because you're riding high off Sunday, and then you watch that and you're like, Whoa. I have never felt that Victory Monday vibe just sucked away <laughs> so quickly as I did when I turned that game on. Literally, Sunise looks over at me at one point and's like, "This is the team we lost to last week." Uh, like, yeah, that's the team we lost to last week. It's been an interesting first seven weeks. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into this conversation on expectations. Uh, We've got – I'm going to run through this list uh, of the different players. We'll also get to some some bigger picture stuff around that. I'll talk about the running offense, passing offense, the red zone offense. But let's start first with some of the players. Um, Let's talk about Dak Prescott. Let's start with the big guy. Has he performed above expectations, at expectations, or below expectations? And again, I want you to factor in all yeah. seven games, not just the last game or not just the last the, the three before that where they lost. Factor in the entire body of work. He's been he's at expectations for me. I expected him to have his team uh, above. I mean, you could almost you could almost say below, but his stats have been pretty good. So I will say at expectations. I agree with that, and I'm I'm the guy that grades on a curve, but. He's not the fourth. He's not a fourth round pick anymore. He's a oh. guy that's trying to be a franchise quarterback and get the money that goes along with that. Uh, so it's hard for me to say above. Yeah, they, they're four and three. They're four and three. They thought they'd be better than that. At the very least, they should have beat the Jets, but they should have gone two and one against those three teams, and they went zero and three instead. I agree. I think he's at expectations. I think we've seen but, a massive jump in improvements yeah. between year three and four, and a lot more confidence. He's he's playing well. Uh, I don't have his stats in front of me, yeah. but the touchdown to Jarwin the other night. So he's at 12 touchdowns. I just I'm writing a story about the Cooper trade right now. Like, yeah. he was averaging 180 passing yards and less than a touchdown per game at this point in the season last year. Obviously, he's playing much better than that. He's made a couple of you know the the pick against the Eagles was ugly and the one against the Dolphins, but I'll take that because he's playing more aggressive. Um, you know, I, I think he's playing really well, but not above expectations. No, I, I'd say, and we're not going to do this with every player. You could every player you could say they're four and three, but uh, quarterbacks obviously get linked to to records. Um, and so that being said, I, I think it's you know right at expectations. Yeah, the interesting thing to note though, he is right now seventy percent completion rate. Uh, he has two over two thousand yards. Uh, he's got twelve touchdowns. I mean, the seven interceptions is the part that that certainly would bother you. But when you look at that overall, I think that, and again, I'll point out one thing in particular. I think his ability to throw the ball downfield with more accuracy is much better this year than it was last year. And that's the part of their game I felt like they needed to improve the most because if you're going to have teams that are going to suck down and they're going to have eight guys in the box, you're going to have to be able to kill them downfield and force them to back up. Now, they haven't been able to do that consistently across all seven games, but by and large, I think he's way better there, and that's where I would give him. I certainly think he's at expectations. Maybe you can get him a little bump above, but I get where you guys are well, coming from. Well, and I'll, let me say this about Dak. Um, you know, they were three and four last year. They traded for Amari. All of a sudden, the offense got better. I think you could put that on him. Look at this year, without any of their receivers. You know, with I mean, when he has Gallup and Cooper in the lineup, they're three and zero. Oh. When they're not in the lineup, Both. they're and they're they're one in one in three because they they were able to win uh, the Dolphins game without Gallup. But when he doesn't have those guys, and definitely when he doesn't have both of them, like the Jets game, they don't win. So I don't I'm not comparing him to Aaron Rodgers. No one is Aaron Rodgers, but you, know, you could see a guy that makes these other guys around him better. And Dak's not at that point yet. So yeah, that's fair. 
Um, it's so funny because what I was thinking is like, if you beat the Jets, obviously if they should they should have. If they beat the Jets and he finds a way to win that New Orleans game, you I mean he wouldn't be like the leader in the clubhouse, but like he would probably be on like the short list of like MVP talk. Yes, you know, like with the way that he's played, and obvi- I mean. If ifs were fifth fifths, we'd all be drunk. I get that, Definitely. but I mean, it's a fine <laughs> <Definitely>. line. <laughs> He's played really well, is what I'm trying to say. He really has, um, but not above expectation. Yeah. Somebody just uh, tweeted at me and said, "You know what? You're down twelve to ten. Why don't you just let Ma- Maher kick a seventy yard field goal <laughs> instead of doing the hell mary?" We kind of talk- talking about the Saints game. Yeah, we kind of we sort of mulled that over in the yeah. Superdome. We were I, like. Eh, what Maybe. I was saying was, it was, especially with them, you know, rushing like that, I would have tried the the hard count if anyone could hear. But I would try the hard count, see if you can get a five yard penalty. If you get a five yard penalty in the sixty five yarder, let's go. Get some adrenaline. And go one, kick the this one thing. from Sunday night would have gone in from sixty five. So yeah, I mean that that's where he is as a weapon, right? Is yeah. you put him back there, like he may not make that thirty three yarder. But he is a weapon you get beyond 50 and 60. Like, seriously, think about it. No, like, I get that's, it. That's it's where just, he's he doesn't a weapon make layups, but on half-court shots, he's he gonna will kill him. Right. And that's the part where it does affect your ability to maybe win some games, if you're willing to do that, yeah. win some games that maybe you wouldn't win otherwise. Right. You know? Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next player. Zeke Elliott. How has he performed? Above, at, or below expectations? At, again, at, I mean, Top five pick, ninety million dollar contract. He's been he's been really good, but when you're talking about the amount of money involved, like I I don't begrudge fans for wondering where the long runs are and the you know the jaw dropping stuff that makes red zone channel cut in and like oh my god you have to see what Zeke did. I mean he's been really good and there's no doubt that he sets the tone for this team. But I can't say he's playing above expectations. Mm. This is no. what people because expect expectations from him. are so they, high. Yeah, right? yeah. They expect the, yeah. the greatness from him and the consistency. Yeah, and he's and he's borderline being below expectations. Really, I really, mean, he'd be he'd be closer to that than he would be above. Yes, because I agree. Of, because of fumble in New know, Orleans. Yeah, I mean he he had to, and when he got here, you know, now he he got here without a training camp. And he's been when you factor that part in. I know you always think that guys are going to have you know have a huge drop off. So he hasn't really had that, right? But I think it's just added expectations. You expected him to be one of you know probably be the best running back in the league, and he's just he's right there. I wish, and not necessarily on him. Like I wish he was more involved in the passing game. I mean, how many times are we going to say that? Mm-hmm. But you know, other than like the no, I I actually I thought. Quietly, six catches for 36 yards against the Eagles. Like I'd like to see that on a weekly basis. Even I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it really does help. It moves the chains. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was just running into a brick wall time after time against the Saints. There's other ways to use him that could maybe help you with that. Yeah. And it's ridiculous that you go a year between seeing him run a wheel route. He did it against Detroit in 18 and Green Bay in 19. Like maybe he could do that. More often yeah. than once per season. Just yeah. stuff like that. And right now he is sixth in the league in yards per attempt, which is not a bad thing to be. Obviously, expectations mm-hmm. might be higher than that. Uh, but he's also fifth in the league in attempts per game. So he's getting the ball in a significant amount of times. Uh, and again, maybe getting him more involved in the passing game would help. Really, I think, as you guys said, the big challenge there is he's not getting the the big 
big chunk yard plays that but you'd expect from him. But, you know, still, that's a pretty good number to be, what, fifth or sixth with yards per attempt because he is a short yardage back. Yeah. He's going to get third and one. He's going to get the one yard or two yards here. So that kills your average there. What helps is getting those 30 and 40 yard runs, which he doesn't have. So that means he's getting a healthy amount of 10 and 11 yard runs. Yeah, they're not going to cut into the red zone channel with that. But if you keep doing it, obviously. I haven't checked on it since the Eagles game. But again, I mean, I think he leads the league in terms of explosive runs if you consider that an explosive run is only 12 yards. I'm changing the word on that. Explosive to me. I I think it, explosive? It's, it speaks to how hard it is to get running room in the NFL. I think that's fine. 12 yards. If you get a first down on one touch, that's explosive to me. I agree. Yeah, I think that's, but, that's explosive. He definitely doesn't lead the league in terms of, you know, 20, 30, mm-hmm. 40 right. plus. And you'd like to see more of that. I'm not going to kill the What's guy. What's an for explosive it. pass play? 25? S- 16. One. Yeah. I mean, 16? The parameters are a lot lower than you would Jason think. Jason Witten gets that. <laughs> does he? <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> does he? how often does Jason Witten get that? Saints he game. has maybe a few fumbled. in the career. <laughs> yeah, in the Saints game, he had like an 18 yard, but then he fumbled. It's true. He doesn't do it often. All right, well, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, I'm going to ask you about Tony Pollard. Then we'll move into this offensive line. We're going to move we'll a little move quicker. quicker. All right, well, then we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to the break welcome back to the second segment of the break live from the swvc mortgage studios at the star we're talking about expectations for this team we've talked about the quarterback and the running back tell me about tony pollard 
So you've been above expectations, below, or at expectations? Below expectations. Is that is that entirely his fault? Nope. None of it's his fault. Nope. But it's below expectations. I expected him to be the gadget player that would be that would be similar to uh, Alvin Kamara. Okay, so let me ask you this: Does it change your answer if I tell you a little later we're going to actually talk about expectations uh, for Kellen Moore and yeah. the offensive? It doesn't play change my answer, but it does. Because I, what I'm saying is that sep- to me that separates out what for me it separates out Tony Pollard from how he's being used. For what I've seen in the plays that I've seen, that is a different. Like when you're talking about met expectations, to me he's been above expectations. The plays I've seen him play, he's actually played above what I thought he would play. He's not okay, me. but he's not being then, utilized enough. That's on Kellen Moore. Well, we don't watch practice. What if he can't? What if he doesn't know where to line up? What if he doesn't? What if he's not gadgeting? Well, that's an assumption. I'm not making an assumption. I'm saying based on what I've seen. I don't know if I buy that because he blocked the hell out of that guy on the first snap of the second. I'm just half saying. The other night. I just wonder why they're not using him. That, that okay. Much. Well, we have a history with this team of seeing yeah. a lot of players that have Fine. talent that not that are underutilized. Then right? I would say he's at the expectation of the talent that I expect him to have, and we're not seeing it. I don't put that on him. So fine. Okay, yeah. Tony Pollard's at expectation. Okay. But I say at, not above, okay. because you spent the whole offseason telling me how awesome he is and like basically intimating that you might not need Zeke. I mean, they basically yeah. did that. And obviously it was posturing, but you believed it enough to even say it to begin with. Yeah. So, but After what we saw in training camp for him to come out and ha- have you know this kind of numbers, I, I, it is below the expectations that I thought they'd have for him. Put it on him. Kellen Moore, whatever. I'm not calling him a bad player. I'm just saying I expected more. He was get, the lead back at camp. I just look at it as the some of the things I've seen him do on the field are better than where I expected him to be at this point in his career. Now, they're not utilizing him enough, and you're right. It could be that there's something he's doing to make them not one year. I don't know that. What I know is in the opportunities they've given him, that run he made last week that that level of balance, I didn't expect that he had. Like that is that is an extraordinary run that I didn't necessarily think this guy would necessarily be able to provide me. I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let them off the hook for that. And I mean, no, 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 no. But yeah. it's it's no. I I'm gonna go as far as to say like none of it is Tony Pollard's fault because at every step of the way, like all through training camp, like do you trust him to block? Do you try like really? He's your number one guy. Where's Darius Jackson and uh, Alfred Morris? And they're like, no. Like every step of the way, he just impresses us. Like every time we put more on his plate, he can do this. He can do that. We totally trust him way more than we thought we would. Like these are all things that they said. Could this also be a situation where because I do think in this last game we saw Tony Pollard out there with Zeke more frequently uh, could this be a situation where up until this point the reason why he hasn't been utilized as much is because they don't want to take Zeke off the field and we know how important Zeke is and we know how good Zeke is is that could that be part of it and now they're starting to realize hey we can put him out there together more frequently that's how you get him more involved rather than necessarily having to take Zeke off the field yes I'd be okay with that I don't abs- like I mean the guy played receiver in college like there's so many different ways you can do this and that's I keep I like this analogy is like it's so paint by numbers they're like well we have Zeke we can't take Zeke off the field nobody said you had to mm-hmm. do something different fun do you think fun. that would have been different have some fun. if during training camp you had Zeke there which meant you could have Zeke in the backfield and now you could actually practice him out yes, at wide receiver I think that's a very fair assessment that the, he wasn't able to do those kind of things because he was the number one running back okay I didn't even really think about that until you just said it but yeah that's probably one of the reasons what that kind of hurt him with that 
And I wonder if that's a ch- I wonder if that's something he can pick up in season with the limited amount of reps. Like you Maybe. know how it goes during this the season. Week. Everything this week might be a week, but you know how during the season it's it's very tough to get reps outside of just installing the offense, right? Yeah. I wonder how much they can really build those skills and teach him. Okay, here's what you got to do on this play as a wide receiver playing whichever one of the positions you want to play. You want to play him at. I wonder if that's something they can develop now, or if they have to wait all the way till the next off season. There's probably something in between that to where you can start working on parts of it and get him involved in certain parts of it without giving him the whole thing. I would guess. I'm not a football coach. Okay, but fair. <laughs> really? I know. Shocking. I'll play one on TV. All I want is for number twenty to line up in the slot, motion across the formation. It could be an orbital thing, like we saw from Tavon. Mm-hmm. It could be straight across the formation, and I want him to be right there at the mesh point when Dak snaps the ball. And sometimes I want it to go to Zeke, and sometimes I want him to take it. And I don't think that would be very hard to pull off. I just don't. Because uh, yeah. Tavon does it all the time. That's a good time. point. I, absolutely it, a good point. It, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just get your very fast, talented playmaker onto the field and put him in position to make plays. Yep. So. All right. Let's move on. I want to talk about this one from the standpoint of the unit, the offensive line. Above, at, or below expectations? Below. Below. Mm-hmm. Below expectations. It's amazing that we all agree on that one. It's it's just well, a statement about how high up. the expectations are. Yeah. And, okay, and so let, they've been banged up. So you know they that those injuries cost them a game, maybe two. You can go down the. I mean, Tyron's been banged up. We know that Zach Martin. I mean, he he might be playing like the worst football of his career right now. And I mean, that sounds. I don't like that the, the way that sounds coming out of my mouth because I still think he's a hell of a player. But he's been dealing with this back injury. We've talked about it. He nobody played very well against the Saints. He didn't have a great game against the Jets. I'm sure that's part of it, but. Those are the expectations that come along with being an all-pro every year of your career. We talked the other week, too, about Frederick not ha- not playing up to his standards. And yeah. if we would have started Looney, and I feel like we're talking about Connor Williams, and if you want to put in Suofilo, I think it's just every player. Yep. And, and earlier, I mean, even the guys filling in for injuries, I just they haven't been performing to the standards that this offensive line has. Okay, so I'll go ahead, Dave. Um, my guy Lyle's been killing it, though. I, know, yes. I mean, he lost yeah. the game to injury, too, but he stepped right back in and kicked Brandon Graham's butt the other night. I guess you would say at expectation because they paid him very well. He got that extension. So still hard to say above, but he's playing very well. Yes. I'll say this. When yeah. you look at how he played last year compared to this year, I think it's above expectations. My expectations for him were not that he would be the best right tackle in football, through what was that week five I think it was before he went on the injury like doesn't it kind of I mean I'm going along with Nick here like doesn't it kind of reset your expectations when he gets a 69 million dollar extent or whatever it was Eh, yeah it was a lot go to the linebacker position and we'll tell (laughs) let me me just say say this and I, I may be a little different on this I know fans are out there saying absolutely I've just over the years I've come to believe look you pay the guy you get him in the building because you don't pay. You're not paying necessarily for how the guy plays. I think a lot of times you're paying for what it would cost to either replace him, or you're trying to figure out what the market value is relative to that position. And if you think you have a good one, then you kind of have to pay at the top part of that market, right? So there are a lot of factors involved in that that aren't necessarily saying because I give him a top contract means he's a top player, I think, especially at the quarterback position. I just think there's a lot of other factors. So I don't, not for me so much, just answering your question, that doesn't factor in so much for me. But 
That all being said, I still think where Lyle was last year to where Lyle is this year, I think he's performing significantly better than he was last year, in my opinion. Okay. All right, let's do this. I'm going to change that question a little bit just on this position alone. If you had to lean more toward good or bad, and this is not about expectations, has offensive linemen closer to good or closer to bad? On a seven-game full body of work. Seven games, full body of work. I'd, good. I'd say more good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Way Closer more good, good than bad. Good. Because, you know, there have been injuries. And they've, they've, played, they've played their fourth, you know, tackle. He had to start a game. He had to play, a, a, you know, a game and a half. So, and they, again, they didn't I win. No, they, they lost to the worst team in football. So, I don't know if that's good. Quarterback but. took a few hits. I will say, but <laughs> I'll, I will continue to insist this, like, We've seen bad offensive line play completely sink this team's ability to win a game. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was the case against either the Packers or the Jets. Like they did not lose that game because the, the, either of those games because their tackles couldn't protect. That's not why. Um, and not, so, to some degree, I think it's you know it's impressive that Cam Fleming stepped up. He wasn't awesome by any stretch. Not saying that. Um, and then Brandon Knight, like they were playing him at guard in training camp and they got him ready to go in and handle himself at right tackle and play fairly well. So you take all that stuff together, injuries to Zach and Travis coming back from a year long absence. Like there's way more to feel good about than bad. Mm-hmm. And an interesting stat here, Cowboys right now rank sixth in the league in sacks allowed. They've only given up 10 for the season. So when you compare them to the rest of the league, although we watch these games, we think Dak's getting hit a lot and maybe he is getting hit more than he's being sacked. Right now, they're only ranked sixth in the league. Ten in on the season. Allowed. Yeah, they've never allowed. They haven't allowed more than three in a game in this so far. Right, the Packers got Dak three times. I think. I don't know about per game, but I think the Eagles and Packers got him three each. I okay. think. Yeah, they, and, gave, they and, gave up eight against Atlanta on their own that one time. That's absolutely. what I'm saying. Is yeah. yeah, they're playing pretty well. Yeah, all the, things considered. That one of those sacks was probably one of the worst play of the season, though, with just getting. Getting against the Saints, the sack there, and it also runs into Tyron, and, and you know they lost yards, they lost ten seconds, they lost their left tackle, they lost the game. I mean that was a very bad play on, yeah. that, on that, and they didn't give up a sack in the two point conversion, but miscommunication right at the line of scrimmage messed that whole play up. So they they've gotten some pressure. Packers game forced a couple of interceptions. I don't think they've been great, but you know pressure does matter. It's not a sack, but yep. horseshoes, sure. hand grenades, and pressure i've always said that, that needs to be included because close matters have you, have you always said that i've always okay said that. I, I, i'm not we talked about it we talked about it with anthony spencer for years You've heard almost that. anthony yeah, yeah. I, I believe you i just thought it was funny because it's, it's always horseshoes and hand grenades are the only thing that matters with close no if you get after the quarterback and you hit him and you don't get the sack but he's still looking out his ear hole when he gets up that you did matters. something there which is a big deal in today's NFL because right. it's not even often you can hit a quarterback. It better be like a split second after you get right. rid of the ball, right? All right, so let's uh, let's move on. Let's actually take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get into some of the skill positions, the tight end, the wide receivers. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. 
Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce the growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To the break. All right, we are going to talk about November the 9th. We don't like to look ahead, but we will here because it is the Salute to Service Party Plaza. You coughing over there? You got to make sure Danny Sarek is going to make sure and be healthy for this one because she is the <laughs> host of the Tostitos Championship Plaza Salute to Service Plaza Party. Man, enjoy live entertainment, military ceremonies, Dallas Cowboys alumni autographs. Danny Sarek will be there and more. After the event festivities, the Star will also be hosting two Madden players as they face off in the EA Sports Madden NFL 20 Club Championship presented by Spire. That's actually a really cool thing. What they're going to do is they're going to actually take the there are every team's having like a tournament, mm-hmm. and this is going to be to determine who the Cowboys, Cowboys representative winner. from the Madden tournament will be. That'll be playing then go and play a tournament against all the other teams in, uh, well, in Madden ask, Bowl. If that happens, cool. I mean, do you have? Do you play with the Cowboys? When, like when you go to that tournament, if you yes, are the Cowboys, I think you're going to have on a Cowboys jersey. Okay, yes. sounds good. And you have to play with the Cowboys. I would assume I, so. The team, I would assume so. I'm but not. But is part, it I'm one of those tricked up teams where Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Cowboys? <laughs> no, I, I doubt I've that. I've seen that. I've actually. I don't honestly. Them. I don't know how that rule works. I would assume they're going to be playing with the Cowboys, but maybe okay, not. Okay, but know. in this in this championship game, then are they both playing with the Cowboys? I don't know. That's well, a good question. You show up and you can figure it out. Is that you're the host? She'll be Don't there. She the will figure it out when she, when she gets she out will, there. She will be there. It should be a lot of fun. November the 9th, it is the Salute Service Party Plaza. Yeah. It'll be fun. Maybe it's a plaza party. It will be fun. All right, let's jump back in. we got a few more players we got to hit. We're talking about expectations above, below, or at expectations. Jason Witten. He, he is literally like at the definition of at expectations. This is, like, yeah, this is what we thought. He he's did. exactly like the day he came out of retirement you're like he's going to play most of the snaps he's going to run 8 yards, turn around and catch it a bunch of times. He's, Unless it's the last minute of the game. Well, he'll what, catch that 6 yard I'm out say, yeah, 3 when times. When <laughs> it's an end of half scenario he's going to run a 10 and out like yeah. he's Jason Witten. Yeah. And he's, he'll have a few penalties here and there and some of them will be costly. 
But, I mean, he is what he is, and this is exactly what we thought he'd be. Is he the same guy that he was when he was here his final year before he went into retirement? I do think, like, he he does look, fr- he still looks fresher. Like, that was a storyline at camp, and I think it's fair. It's a I mean, little better than I thought he would be. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where I was getting to. Yeah. Like, he moves I, a little better, probably. He seems like he's a little bit, and this is going to be, like, this is hair. A little bit better than he was before. Maybe that is taking a year away and letting your body actual, actually heal. Well, he's got better wide receivers around him that are better at running routes, yeah. which should open up you know, the guys in the in the middle. So he's got three route runners that are way better than the three that when he was here before with Dez Beasley and uh, Terrence Williams. Right. Seems like forever ago, but it was literally two years ago. Not for long, Is baby. Terrence in the XFL? I believe I, is, he, I he didn't was. I think he was. His like I heard his name crop up, but he was not drafted into the XFL. Oh, okay, scooting on in. All right, let's uh, go. let's go ahead and get with uh, Blake Gar- Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin above, below, or at, at expectations. Much like Tony Pollard, it, it's very similar to me. How much is his fault? How much is just his usage versus like how good he actually is? I mean, I mean they playing a decent amount of twelve personnel, so he's getting mm-hmm. on the field a decent amount of time, this right? Is at expectations. Yeah, I. Yeah, probably. It's so it's We're running into a problem though. What's that? Because it's four and three at expectations for this team or, or below. Well, you're killing my Thursday show. No, I'm not. We're but, not. But this 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 would happen with Wade Phillips on a Monday after the Cowboys would lose by 20 points, and he would tell that everybody played pretty well. But well, you lost by 20 to the to the Rams. Somebody well, got what? their ass kicked. Guess what? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's no. But that's so, but tomorrow. I'm trying tomorrow, to help there. But here's the deal. Here. No, here's the deal. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the defense, and I want to see if right. we start to see okay. more of those below expectations because when you talk about the defense. Now, we've already talked about the offensive line you guys said was below expectations, yeah, right? true. Okay. And if, we do if have your offensive below. line is be- is performing below expectations, that's a big reason why you could be losing three games in a row, okay. right? I honestly, the offense is not the reason why this team is where they yeah, are. We'll get I, to that I, too. I know, yeah. I know. I'm yeah. just saying, I mean, they, they are playing pretty well. Like, the Green Bay game was a stinker in the sense that like you know guys that don't typically do this stuff are are making boneheaded plays Amari's tip mm-hmm. that was picked even with the the potential penalty the throw Dax throw to Kevin King bad throw bad throw over the middle like that was like the outlier cuz even even the Saints game like we were so troubled about how bad they looked well what have the Saints done since mm-hmm. completely annihilated the Bears uh, they, you know, the game before they played the uh, Cowboys, they went up to Seattle and like Russell Wilson scored a garbage time touchdown in that game, but they shut them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another game I'm forgetting in there, but like the Saints, their defense is for my right for my money, they're probably the best team in the league considering they're doing all of this without Drew Brees. Better than Patriots? Yes, I mean. You got to give people credit in the NFL, regardless. But like, go look at the supposed murderers row that the Patriots have beaten because it's a bunch of crap. Yeah. Would it's they, a bunch of bad. Would teams. they but their be defense six and one? Is playing no, out of their. Would they be six two. and one without Brady? <laughs> Knowing that head coach, I'm, yeah, I'm going to bet they might be very. Close Matt to Castle it. went eleven and five. That's with my them. point. Actually, like, put yeah. it th- okay. The Saints have the best resume of any team in the league. They have beaten some good teams yeah. without. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have the best resume in the NFL They history. do. No, I, I mean, no, history. I'm trying to have it both ways. No, yeah. I, Regardless. I agree with the points you're making. The, yeah, Cowboys, no, the Saints have been great. The Cowboys offense played a very bad game in arguably the toughest environment in the league against a defense that we are seeing is pretty legit. So yeah. 
even if that's their one stinker, I'll give it to them because it's you know it's not an outlier in the way that the Jets yeah. are an outlier. And so. I mean, not to throw out this as an excuse, but I would have liked to have seen Michael Gallup in that game because mm-hmm. I, I think that that would have opened up a little bit more from them trying to throw the ball around down the field. So I guess my overarching point is, I think more the the offense has been pretty good for the most part, like more often than not, like. I don't think they're the reason why this team is four and three. So I ha- I don't have a problem saying most of them are playing at or above expectations. So let's move to the wide receivers. Amari Cooper, above, below, or at expectations? I think it's kind of similar almost to maybe, Zeke in the sense that your expectations yeah, are so high because of what he can well, do. Now, just to be clear, if you look at if you look at as of this week, he's now been with the Cowboys sixteen games, which would be a full season. That would be ninety one receptions. 1,346 yards and 11 touchdowns. Yeah. I'm going to say. Dude's been balling. It's at for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to go below at. I know. Right? But he's he, playing. But he, he had a crucial part in all three losses because he had a he had two pass interference penalties against the Saints that were big. He had a big drop pass against the Packers, even though he came back with so many great plays. And then he got hurt against the Jets and. I don't know. I mean, he didn't he didn't get back on the field. I don't know what the deal was there. I don't know how bad he was in pain. I don't know, but he did come back the next week and help him. But his absence hurt them in that game. I'm not going to blame him for that. Just he was a he was a part of all three losses. Yeah. Well, but That's but fair. but he but he's balled out completely when he's out there, even in that game against the Packers. So I don't think they win him? the four games they win without him. So if you want to say, well, those three, he had a hand in all three losses, well, that tells me how critical he is to this team. Because go back to even last year, what were they doing before he got here? What did they do after? He may be one of the most critical parts on this entire team because they just need him in order to make this offense work for some Something reason. Something about him elevates this entire offense. Right. We've seen yeah. that plenty of times mm-hmm. last year. This year, even, all the points you were just listing off, Nick, it's something about him being on that field that makes this offense overall a whole different team. I wish just, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I just wish I would have known what was going on with that injury there in the Jets game because just watching him, they just showed him on the bench. I mean, just his, his body language, I just didn't understand any of that. And, <laughs> and it, I know he was in pain, but... I was like, never thought he'd come back and play the the very next week. So, just wondered why he didn't try more. There's a phrase to come back. There's a phrase that he keeps using. He's said it over and over again. He said it after that game and after the Eagles game and leading up to it, where he was like, "I didn't think I could do my job," and I think that's probably the crux of it. And not like in the sense of like, you know, I need to get my numbers or or I'm going to be unhappy because like. He hasn't been that guy the whole time he's been here, and and he's had some not great games. Yeah. The Atlanta game last year, like I don't think he's thinking about it from a stat standpoint, but he was simply like, me being out here is going to hurt the team more than than it than it won't. And that's mm-hmm. you watch the sluggo that he ran against the Jets, like he's basically hobbling at the end of his route. I can see, I can see where that comes from. I don't, I mean, especially with all the stuff he's fought through since the start of training camp, I'm not about to question his toughness or his want to. Lower body ailments, plantar fasciitis. Yeah, Yeah, I mean that's the point. The fact that throughout his career, not just even with the Cowboys, but just throughout his career, college and pro, he's a guy that's played through some pretty painful injuries. So for him to be like, I, I just can't do it during this game because of the pain, that says to me the pain must have been immense for him not to be able to go. I wouldn't question personally. I wouldn't question 
his his toughness. I think that if he couldn't go, then he was doing because he said, I just can't give what I need yeah. to give. Not to be questioning successful. his toughness at all. I'm just questioning the fact that the, if you watched, I mean, you, were, you were watching, you yeah. had the, the binoculars on him as well. Just the whole sequence seemed odd to then come back and play the next week. That's that's all. I'm no, saying. I do. It, it was just odd that he wasn't even trying. Byron Jones had a hamstring injury. He was running around, hopping, trying to see. It maybe I missed it. It just seemed like he was tugging on his shoulder pads the whole time. And like, but there is something to say. Like, if you know, because you let's say he went into that game in those first three plays. Yeah, he kind of knew it. and He was like, all right, this ain't right. And then after that yeah. third play, he's like, yeah, this definitely ain't right. I ain't got it. it just, I can't it do was, it, right? Yeah. Then then he knows. Like, there's no point in jumping around on it. Like, he knows I don't okay. have it right now. I've already done three plays, and I'm not – I don't have it. There that, have been – I an, think the biggest surprise is that he was able to come back. Maybe because right. I thought if that's the case where you absolutely know you're not going to be back next And week. that's, and that's also when I, I also question, like – or at least I say, maybe this guy is that tough where, yeah, he wasn't there. He couldn't do it that day. But then that next week, he's like, he probably went into this game not 100%, but mm-hmm. he's like, I feel better than I felt last week. I feel like I can give a little something, and here we go, right? Or he knows I, he always balls out against Philly. <laughs> either way, but the point is, I think there were a lot of guys playing in this game because they felt like they needed it, and they were at a situation where they were like, literally, I'm going to put my body on the line a little bit more this week because I think we need it. I don't think those guys were all healthy. I can't I can't get myself to believe all five of no, them were all of a sudden healthy. No chance. Yeah. They were none of them were healthy. And they always say they with figured the bye it out. Week, Kudos to them. They yeah. say we're we're not going to determine whether or not someone's going to play or rest mm-hmm. week for a bye week if we think. But these players know I've got a bye week. If if I have to go through a little extra pain this week, I have right. more yeah. recovery time. I think that played and this probably is a, game a role in him being crit- ready to play. It was a critical game. Like being four and three versus three and four, and having that division win is a ton of difference. They didn't want to go into that bye week on a four-game losing streak. What do the Giants and Eagles play? Does anyone know? Not off the top of my head. Because that's big. I mean, you, you want to be able to beat the Giants coming up, but you know, you want the Giants to kind of be competitive here yeah. and, and beat the Eagles. That would be huge. The Eagles got somebody tough this week too, don't they? We'll talk about don't that know. when we get Thursday. But I think they got a tough game this week. That'll, it, that's it a game does, they could possibly lose. It does lose. get tough for them. They, they, they have a tough schedule coming up. I think the Bills yeah. are in there. And the, it's the, the Bills it's this the Bills. week. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I knew it was going to register yep. as soon as you said it. Yep. All right, let's go to a real quick. Uh, Randall Cobb and, and Michael Gallup, how do you think they've performed? Above or below expectations? Above or expectations? expectations for Gallup. For yeah. me. He's above what I thought. I thought he would What be about the last good. two games? Um, He's had some drops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he. But, did he have? But I did never he drop a ball him. against Philly? Yeah, he did. He did. I never yeah. expected him to be the number one receiver. I, I just, I was hoping he would be a good, solid number two, and he's been even better than that. But in that game against the Jets, he showed that he wasn't ready to be the number one. That's fine. I didn't expect that yet yeah. out of him. That's not what they drafted for. That's not what they're paying for. They expected him to be a a very good complimentary receiver. He's been that and more. So I say above. Definitely above. Uh, I'm gonna go under for Cobb. I'm gonna say below for Cobb, and I hate I hate that because like he's such a victim of circumstance almost. I mean, injuries is obviously part of it, but like he had a 74 yard touchdown negated by a penalty. Oh, yeah. True, he got within just a hair of the goal line the other night against Philly. Like if four, <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, like, no, this Saints. Four, yeah. Give him five. Remind give him me. seven more yards at the end of the game. I mean, he got tripped up, but if he can get oh, yeah. seven, the hail mary. Yeah, then then you're talking about a Brett Maher kick. 
Yeah. If four or five different plays go the other way for Randall Cobb, we would be talking about him much differently. And I, you know, that's that's <gasps> oh, and small consolation. But Dak had a bad throw. He was wide open in the end zone against the Saints, and Dak missed him. Missed him to in the start end zone. The game. Missed him on third. Well, I mean, half and half. He should have caught the third down ball in New Orleans, but it was not a great throw either. Right, yeah. So again. So he's been so close so many times. Like on Sunday night, I was like, "Can we get this man a touchdown?" Because he's I he's I know he's a pro, but like he's got to be frustrated based on how close he is to having a better season and having yeah. that great first game as a cowboy. Yeah, touchdown, the stiff arm. Yeah, uh, it's it's been below. I'm not gonna kill him for it because there's there's a few different circumstances that contribute to that, but hasn't quite clicked for him yet. All I right, that, I think Gallup's above too. Good. All right. That's a wrap for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the defense. We're going to talk about uh, the guys that are above, below, and at expectations on the defense and the defensive unit as a whole. We'll do that when we come back tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Danny Sarek, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?